Hey everybody, welcome back to Dan Likes Games. My name is Dan, and as always, I like games. And uh, today we'll be looking at a game that I really enjoy and have had fun teaching people and uh, collecting a little bit. But before we do that, I just want to have a look at a few games and news that I found this week. And uh, first up, I wanted to have a look at a Screen Rant article that I read, which is about an Among Us fan board game. That is bringing the Among Us game to life, or to the tabletop. So, for those that don't know, Among Us is a game where you play as these weird astronaut things, and you're going around, and one of you is a traitor, and the rest of you are just trying to survive. And you've got tasks that you've got to do, um, and so the traitor has to pretend to do those tasks, and you've got to try and figure out who the traitor is, and the traitor has to try and kill everyone else before they're figured out. Um, it's a good fun game, I haven't played it in a while, but uh, I have had a lot of time playing it. And so, uh, uh, someone is putting together a tabletop game of Among Us, a board game version. Uh, it's using the Scout map, which is, I think, the first uh, Among Us map that, that uh, was in the game. And... Yeah, they'll just have tasks, they'll have the traitor, obviously, and the rest of you don't know who the traitor is, and I'm, I'm really not sure how they're going to put it together, there's not a lot that's been said, but it looks kind of neat, just even the small prototype pictures that they've got, um, and it could be good fun if it manages to properly emulate the video game into, um, into a board game then that would be pretty cool and would be something that i would definitely be interested in um in checking out and playing with people because uh, quite a lot of us enjoy among us um so yeah that was something i found another article i found on board game geek was a geek list thread uh for how to pronounce how to pronounce difficult board game titles so the start of the thread says, we all pronounce things differently from time to time, but wouldn't it be great if we could learn to pronounce all those difficult game titles and learn something about friendship along the way? Or, or just have fun discussing nuisance, uh, nuances in language? Most of these have been confirmed by a native speaker, but this is by no means a comprehensive or authoritative list. So this is just a fun list on Board Game Geek of... Um, hard to pronounce board games in the proper way to pronounce them. So you've got games like Le Havre, um, which here is meant to be La Havre. I don't, like, like I said, I don't know if these are um, correct or not, but this person probably has a lot more, uh, is a lot better um, informed than I am. You know, Orléans, which is more like Orléans. Uh... Azul, Barenbach, Cinque Terre. I just thought it was quite cool. You go down, there's quite a few games. Medici. Most of them, I think, I've been cr pronouncing correctly, which is, um, which is, uh, you know, pat on the back for me. But it's cool. It's just a fun little list with um, a bunch of games that you probably look at and you go, how the heck is that meant to be pronounced? And um, and then this this shows you how to do it. Um, yeah, nothing super special. It's just something fun I found, and um, 
thought it was kind of interesting. And yeah, feel free to check it out, have a read, have fun reading the names as I did. I just went through like the whole list and just had fun reading it. Yeah, Eon's End, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, Alhambra, Alhambra. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. And the third thing I wanted to look at, third game, ties in directly with uh, the game I particularly wanted to talk about in this episode, which is Unmatched. Now, Unmatched is a super fun game that's brought out by Restoration Games and Mondo Games together, and it is a skirmish game where you play with uh, two to four players on a map and you've all got your own fighter, and you're just trying to be the last man standing. Um, you can either play in teams, uh, two, per, two people per team, or if you're playing three players, one person plays two characters while the other two people play one character each. Personally, I think the team modes really don't work that well and uh, aren't that fun. You end up that uh, just one per one team will end up dying pretty quickly. Um, uh, well, one person, sorry, from one of the teams will end up dying pretty quickly, and then because that team is one person down, that team just ends up losing. Um, so I think it's much better even if you're playing with three or four players, you just play all on all, and um, it's kind of almost a mutual understanding that you don't just target one person because then someone else is going to get you. You know, if someone starts to get low, you start targeting someone else to get everyone to an even health and, and take them out one by one. Um, but it's a fun game, and it's a card-driven combat system, so no dice. Uh, you just play a card from your hand face down. Your opponent plays a card, you flip it over, compare your attack to their defense, uh, see who, see whether you deal damage or not. There's lots of cool characters. I've got a couple in Fog set, which has Sherlock Holmes, the Invisible Man, Dracula, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, who is one of my favorite kind of universal monster uh, creatures. Um, I've got Bruce Lee, because I like Bruce Lee. And then I've got the Bigfoot versus Robin Hood set. There's lots of other sets out there. The first set that came out was... Um, oh, where is it? Oh, yeah. Unmatched Battle of Legends Volume 1, which had King Arthur, Medusa, Sinbad, and Alice uh, from Alice in Wonderland. There's a Buffy the Vampire set. There's Jurassic Park set. Um, there's a newer set as Little Red Riding Hood versus Beowulf. I'd actually like that one. That would be quite cool. Um, yeah, there's lots of lots of stuff. Something I wanted to talk about was some of the upcoming releases. They've announced three Marvel sets, two of them to come out uh, the middle of this year, I think. Um, that is uh, Unmatched Hal's Kitchen, and that's going to have Daredevil, Bullseye, and Elektra, as you'd presume from the name. And then Unmatched uh, Redemption Row, which will have Ghost Rider, Luke Cage, and Moon Knight. Both of those all have really cool characters in them, and I really want them um, and going to have fun. There's three character sets which Unmatched hasn't done yet, so um, that's pretty cool. They've also announced another one called... I don't remember what it was called, but it had Squirrel Girl... Um, Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel... Ooh, and someone else that I don't, I don't quite remember... Uh, but that looks pretty cool too, but doesn't interest me as much. I like Squirrel Girl, but other than that, Miss Marvel doesn't interest me as a character. But these ones really do, and I will eventually get them probably next year sometime. Um, they've also 
teased a Deadpool solo pack, just like the Bruce Lee solo pack, which would be quite cool. I hope that they do something interesting with him um, about breaking the fourth wall. And uh, yeah, Unmatched is Unmatched is a really cool game system, um, and it works really well. And it's really easy to teach. On your turn, you do two actions. That's it. And you've got your act. Your options for actions are either move, and if you choose to move, you draw a card first. If you don't have any cards in your deck, every time you are meant to draw one and you can't, you lose one health point. And so it, you've, you've got this kind of risk of using lots of cards um, and moving lots because you'll eventually get your life down by doing that. Um, yeah, so you can draw a card and move as one action. You can either attack someone as an action. Uh, and you've got melee characters which must be standing next to each other and there are lines which show when you're connected to someone. Or the way the ranged characters works is just really simple and just makes sense. You've got these... The boards have these different colored zones, so the spaces are circles, and the zones, yeah, have these different colors. You got pink, you got, uh, you know, blue. You got this cobble uh, color patterns thing, and if you're in the same zone as someone, the same color zone, you can shoot them if you're a ranged character. Some spaces have multiple zones, and um, yeah, it's just very intuitive. You know, you can just someone i've played this with my eight-year-old nephew you know and he can see that he's in the pink zone and robin hood is also in the pink zone so he's at danger at being shot by robin hood you know it's that simple he doesn't need to think okay what i'm one two three four five spaces away robin hood can shoot five spaces so you know he can hit it's it's just very simple and understandable um Yes, yeah, so you can move, attack, then you or you can do a uh, action, which you just play an action card, and it'll have a special effect on it. Um, and those those are, those can be, you know, dealing damage to other people, getting yourself across the board, uh, escaping, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, lots of characters have some cool cards, like the Invisible Man, for instance. One of his action cards, you literally take his figure off the board, and and he just can't be targeted. Um, and he heals a health when he does it, and then when he can come back on, he can come back on anywhere he chooses um, at the start of his next turn. And so you just, if you're low, you play that card, heal a health, you're off the board, you've got time to, you know, think, place yourself somewhere safe where, where you know, they're not going to be able to attack you instantly. And, yeah, it's a really fun game. People have out there, put out there, um, made custom unmatched characters, and in fact... Restoration Games just recently announced the, uh, what's it called, the winners of their competition. They ran a contest of inviting people to design their own unmatched decks, and they said they'd select four winners to, to put into sets. Now, they've said in this article here, where is it? Oh, here we go. We originally intended to select only four winning decks and had planned to feature them in a single set. However, due to the overwhelming response to the contest and high quality of the submissions, eight additional decks were chosen as unofficial runners-up and will also appear in future sets. Those additional entrants and their decks will be revealed when the sets are announced. So, the winners that they've got are um, the characters Adil M. Gurusu designed The Genie of the Lamp, Sam Crane designed Harry Houdini, 
Jonathan Guberman has designed William Shakespeare, and Shit Dudik and Charles Peters designed Rosie the Riveter, who I didn't know who Rosie the Riveter was, but if you Google her name, it will come up with a picture that you probably recognize. And the first set out of those four winning ones will be um, Harry Houdini versus uh, the Genie, which makes sense as a matchup because, I mean, come on, to like a magician versus a magical being. Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, yeah, and then there's uh, two other winners and then the eight other additional runners-up, which there's a lot of unmatched to come out. They've... Um, they have what am i trying to say <laughs> yeah they've 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 announced other sets as well or teased other sets they've announced a collectible box which which can hold a whole bunch of figures in it that's still in development and not 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 much has been known about that um uh, i was part of a, a forum where i was giving people were giving advice what they wanted and so um i gave a few suggestions on what i thought would go really well um, and I'm excited for that because I do really like the game and I will keep con collecting it throughout uh, the releases that they bring out. But yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant game and the art is beautiful. Um, the first couple of sets are done by... Oh, the name escapes me. I'm going to say... Jonathan Garrett or something like that. Um... There's lots of art done from lots of different... Lots, each set, you know, almost has a different artist. Um, uh, Oliver Barrett. What did I say? Jonathan Garrett. <laughs> Oliver Barrett did the art for the first couple of sets, the Jurassic Park one, the um, Robin Hood vs. Bigfoot, Battle of Legends, Bruce Lee, etc. Uh, Andrew Thompson did the art for Cobble and Fog, and it's very beautiful art. Um, I really love the Sherlock Holmes deck. The backs of the cards look beautiful. The art on the on the box and everything, it looks great. And um, lots of other talented artists in there. And yeah, it's just a really great game, a really great system. And I, I really honestly, if you want to try a like miniature skirmish game but don't want something that... You know, you have to pour hours and hours into, or lots of money collecting, like Warhammer or, or whatever. Unmatched is a really great solution. Um, a similar game that I haven't played is the Funko um, Pop Vinyl game. I'm struggling to remember the name right now. Um, but that's also a similar game, so that could also be an option. But like I said, I haven't actually played that, so I can't. Um, I can't necessarily recommend that to you. Funkoverse, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, Unmatched is a great game. Highly recommend it. One of my favorite games, and each time I play it, I just I really enjoy it. Obviously, because of the type of game it is, an elimination game, if you're playing with three or four players, if you get out really early, it can be quite a bit um, disappointing. You can kind of, you know, because you'll just sit there and you're waiting for everyone else to finish. But every time I've played it, other than when I played it teams the first couple of times, which made me go, no, you just, just don't play teams. Um, every time I've played it with more than two people, which I think it's a brilliant, brilliant two-player game, but any time I played it three or four-player, the way everyone just kind of knows that, that you just don't go down on one person, but you kind of even out your damage, 
it means you're not out of the game for that long. You know, you're you're waiting maybe ten minutes max before the game's over, and then often you want to play again. You know, you want to try a new combination of of fight. You know, you you're like, oh, we just did Bigfoot versus Doctor Jekyll. You know, I want to play Bigfoot again. You know, and the other person goes, oh, well, I want to play Bruce Bruce Lee now. You know, um, it's lots of fun, lots of combinations. I'm excited to get more eventually. Um, I'm particularly excited about the Marvel sets, obviously, because I'm a big Marvel fan. And yeah, it, other than that, it's just a brilliant game. And I don't know what else more to say. This will probably be a shorter episode than usual, just because it's it's so self-explanatory when you play it. It's, it's really not that hard to teach. And um, yeah, so that's Unmatched, uh, designed by... Uh, Justin B. Jacobson, I think, and um, someone Davio, and the name's escaped me again now. Really not doing well with names today. Um, Rob Davio, who's the designer of um, uh, the pa- uh, Pandemic Legacy games and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's unmatched by Mondo and Restoration Games. Uh, I've been getting some miniature painting done recently, talking about miniatures, which I'm excited about. I'll post some uh, pictures up on my Instagram when this comes out. Um, I've been painting the Munchkin Dungeon miniatures, which are just cool, fun, cute little monsters like a loaded die or a dread gazebo and stuff. And so I've been slowly getting through that. I realized, though, that I really need to get some pre- uh, spray um a base a base coat for for my miniature painting because it's just going to save me so much time um save me so much time on my on my painting because I have to spend time sitting there painting each individual um figure just painting it gray before I can even put colors on it and it takes so long Whereas the spray will stick better, it will cover more area. You know, I miss those tiny little crevices, but this will get in there. And so I really need to go out and buy that. Um, But yeah, I've been getting back into it. My girlfriend bought me a wet palette, which is essentially just a container where you put your paint, you know, you squirt your paints out of the paint bottle in and it keeps them uh, wet so that they don't dry up for up to 42 hours. Um, So I did that over the weekend. I mean, it lasted longer than 42 hours. It was great. And so I'm excited to do more painting. I, I won't get through all the Munchkin Dungeon figures, but I hope to get at least, I don't know, maybe 10 of them out. Um, 10 of the monsters, that is. Yeah, other than that, I'm just waiting patiently for June Imperium to arrive. Um, I ordered it last week, and hopefully it should arrive sometime in the middle of April. Uh, I'm excited to get more games of Everdell out. I had fun opening up my copy and, and packing it away. Um, I've got Easter camp coming up in this following weekend, and so I'll be taking a bunch of games there. I got a cool game container that I'll also post on Instagram. Um, Actually, no, I did already post it on Instagram, but I'll be taking that with a bunch of games like Bang the Dice Game, um, just some cards, you know, stuff like Cabo, uh, Llama, Top Trumps, etc., to play with the youth there um, and teach to them. And other than that, I will see you in the next episode. Uh, Remember to feel free to follow my Instagram 
or you can subscribe to YouTube, which content will be coming out at some point in time. I do promise that. Uh, you can find me on Board Game Geek, wherever, all in the description below. And uh, thank you for listening.